Roots and Shoots. Gardening on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Woohoo! It started. Wow! Pop! <laughs> Something popped out in the uh, in with the our lovely producer on her side of the glass. Something popped. I don't know what it was. Could have been frog, but uh, just hang on a minute, and this might give you a hint. We can cheers. That'll make the sound. Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful sound, isn't it, Christy Lee? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I am sorted. You're well into the festive yeah, I've spirit. Got, got, got a Christmas beautiful dress on, on today. Mm. Green, there's some yeah. reds, yellows, and your green um, Christmas hat to be. Matching hat, matching mm-hmm. hat. And in our little Christmas cracker, I'm hoping to get a frog or something, you know, nature derived. Nature related. Mm. 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 Um, I've got to remember um, the type of wood uh, that this Christmas ornament was made out of because mm. uh, I I picked it up for you knowing I wanted to get you a, a sort of plant-based oh, little beautiful. Chrissy Prezzy. But, yeah. and, and the man who handcrafted it told me the, the tree that it was made out of and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping maybe you'll be able to identify it for me. Um, we'll, we'll try, well, I'll bring I'll that Christmas ornament in soon. Um, if you would like to ask Sabrina a question on Roots and Shoots, that number right across WA is one three hundred triple two seven twenty. in for, is this your last Saturday this year? Uh, for this year, I do it believe is. so, yes. The last was 2017, yeah. your chance. one three hundred triple two seven twenty. The text number is 0437922720. Um, we already had a, a text message in, Merry Christmas, John, um, you need to work on your camera skills <laughs> over the holidays. Now, now, John, thank you so much of sending a photo in of your tomato. I can see that it's a tomato. But, uh, mate, what you've done is you've taken an exceptionally great photo of the wood the tomato is sitting on. So, so the grain of the wood, uh, it's pretty old wood that it's on. Um, there's a few stains on the wood. Can't tell what type of wood it is. Uh, it's old wood. You've used it for many things. The tomato itself is just kind of like a red blur and comes secondary to the fabulous detail in the wood that the tomato is sitting on. But um, I can tell by the spotty, spotty, spotty on your tomato because you can be- just see that. If just you zoom out, you can see. Yeah. Um, you've, had the, you've had the little uh, leaf hopper. The little green vegetable bug has got stuck into your tomatoes when it was quite small and it's caused all that sort of weird mottling. So there's nothing you can do now. Uh, the, the little bug's gone. But for everyone that's got tomatoes, capsicums, chilies, eggplants, just sweet potatoes, get a little magnifying glass and make sure you haven't got the tomato potato psyllid. Uh, go to the Ag Department website. There's a gazillion photos of what the psyllid looks like. Um, and, John, just yep, keep on taking photos of all your woodwork around the house. Looks great. It's a nice outdoor setting, John. Mm. Um, we have a text message on 0437922720. A small lemon tree in a pot who, uh, that suffered the heat yesterday. The leaves, the leaves look dry and shriveled. Um, some feel papery 
and some are still moist, what should we do? Well, if your lemon tree suffered because of yesterday's heat, it's not going to last the summer, is it really? Because yesterday wasn't that warm. Um, Now, what it might be is it's come from a really protected indoor position where it's been under shade cloth or in a nursery um, and you may have to just uh, counsel it into the fact that it's living in WA and it's going to have to toughen up a little just bit. hold its hand. <laughs> now, you can get you can get a sunscreen for plants, so you'll have to spray it with that. Is polymer. that true? No, truly, really. I jest you not. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's true. Riddle me this. It's... Um, <laughs> It's a, um, it's like a, it's a spray coating. It's a polymer coating and you put it on the leaves of plants and it helps them with um, sunburn and transpiration loss. Oh, you need one of those. And, uh, you know, the other thing people can do is and what I've been known to do with my hydrangeas is I put umbrellas over them in the severe heat. Aww. You can get those umbrellas that have the silver underneath so it really protects them from yeah. the sun. It does look weird in your garden. Um, you match it with every umbrella. You put a little gnome underneath so you look seriously Aww. weird. It's a pretty thing. It's a good bit of TLC for the garden. Yeah. Um, one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Sabrina's in for roots and shoots. If you've got a gardening question, and you can also shoot us a text on oh four three seven nine double two seven twenty. Um, weevil beetles decimating roses um, and soft leaf bushes. Mm. How to get rid of them, Sonia? Thank you. Weevils are not beetles. Let's get that out there right now. Um, but they are sods of things. This is true. And the weevil that does the damage is, of course, an import. It's come from other places that are not Australia. So now weevils, uh, they'll, they'll emerge up from the ground. So if you put wadding or sticky, there's a thing, there's a thing called sticky feet that you put around the base of your plants and they actually get stuck on it. And uh, mind you, it depends how many weevils you've got. If you can get guinea fowl, guinea fowl are sensational. They love eating weevils. Mm. So there you go. Maybe a bit of a decoy. one three hundred triple two seven twenty. It's 12 past nine on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Roots and shoots for the last time in 2017. If you've got a question for Sabrina, uh, some gardening tips for over the summer, get in now. one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Another one on the text from Carmen in the Upper Great Southern. G'day, Carmen. Mm -hmm. She says, on the fifth day of Christmas, Sabrina (laughs) gave to me an answer to my plum tree. It even rhymes. She's clever. I'm not going to sing that. I thought about <laughs> doing it in the melody. I won't put you through it. Um, can you please tell me what's ailing my plums? The leaves are misformed. Misformed? Yeah. Over well, 99% of the tree. That could be misinformed. Mis- <laughs> Misplaced. doing. And it's um, suckering. Ah. Other veggies in the garden have curling around the leaf edges, but the natives are fine. Is it a result from broad acre spray drift from the paddock or something else? Let's, Let's have a look check at the it out. Oh. Oh. Um, ooh. Now, that's not – look, that, that really weird growth on the plum tree, so – there's a lot of dead wood on that plum tree and it's got very strange epicormic growth that's coming out in little tufts for people that don't know what we are looking at. Um, now, it could, it could be drift from uh, a herbicide 
Um, you would think that that'd knock your natives off, but it's all the bark's peeling off, and ugh, that doesn't look good at all. Mm. I think you may need to. I'd be doing a soil test on it because the new growth that's coming through is very odd, which makes me think it's glyphosate spray. It looks very dry around there too. Yeah. Great mm. Southern at the moment. Um, Carmen, good luck. That text number is 0437 922 If you want to give us a call and have a chat to Sabrina about your gardening query or maybe you've got something to share. Or you're even a recipe of what you're cooking yeah. today. I think, I think, now I have to tell all our listeners that no one's rung in yet. Now, it's not good enough, really. This is it. We're going out in a bang for 2017. We want someone to ring Let's in. go out in a bang oh, with a cracker. Good idea. Get it started. Let's get this party started. Oh, <laughs> you won again. Oh, what did I win? I have a habit That's of... a strike rate too from True for Sabrina <laughs> on the Christmas crackers. Where, where's the little doodad though, Christy? Did Lee? you get a frog? Oh, maybe it flung across the room again. Oh, because... I've got a joke. Oh, all right, let's read it out. I haven't got glasses on. You'll <laughs> have to read it out. Oh, it's tiny writing. Okay, the first Christmas cracker joke for this Saturday breakfast. Yes. That'll make people ring in. They'll go, no, no more Christmas cracker jokes. I don't know if this is a joke. Oh, as it say, made in China. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) It says, what date is St Stephen's Day? Ah, well, that would have been when St Stephen was born, be that date, maybe. I reckon reckon you're right on the money. It's the 26th of December. Yeah, see? I knew mm. that's when St Stephen was born. Otherwise known as Boxing Day. I think that's more of a trivia question. Oh, oh. Shall, let's go crack another that's one. See what, <laughs> what see a joke happening there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good at winning oh, these. I tell you what, I'm good at rocks as a paper, but not. The, oh, you've oh. you've got a, a bit of a diamond jewelry. ring, a jewellery. Look at that. Oh, that's. I'm going to wear that today. That's glorious. Okay. Let's There's see. a joke. There's got to be a joke. There's a question. Another There's, question. No, where are the uh, jokes? Um, all right. one three hundred triple two seven twenty on Roots and Shoots if you want to wind us back to gardening. In the meantime, here's a trivia question from our Christmas cracker. What seven-letter word has hundreds of letters in it? Oh, well, it's tricky, isn't it? This is, this is more on the joke side. Oh, okay. I give in. So I'll give you a clue. Um, Santa's probably has hundreds of letters in it, but not mine. Don't know. Postbox. Oh. What seven-letter word has hundreds of letters in Can someone say cheesy? It's Wouldn't lame. be Christmas without the lame jokes. That's lame. Dad jokes. I wonder what people are doing today. Ring us in and if you haven't got a gardening question, oh, you know what I always love doing when you know, Christmas Eve type thing. I love going into shops and seeing that they charge $6.80 for three sprigs of parsley and I walk out and I go, oh, 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 I have it in my garden. Yeah, and then usually you go back on the Boxing Day sales or after New Year's and things have magically dropped in price. astonishing, isn't it? Um, Ash, morning ladies, I think I have mealy bug on my elephant ear plant, white bits around stalks and on leaves. Please Ah. help. Yeah, the trouble with mealy bug is they attach themselves to the root system as well. Um, What I would do is dig up your elephant's ear. Now, be careful 
at Christmas time that people don't mistake it for backpack choy or bok choy or something. It's highly toxic. That wouldn't be very nice. Mm-mm. Um, Dip it in hot water, leave it in hot water. For, you've got to cut its leaves off. Leave it in hot water for 10 minutes and it'll kill anything else that's left in it and then replant it. Dry it out first, pat it dry like that. Like little golf claps. Yep, and, um, <laughs> then, and then uh, replant it. It's 18 past nine. Roots and Shoots on ABC Radio Perth and WA. one three hundred triple two seven twenty. For the last time in 2017, Sabrina is here taking your gardening questions, well, tips or yeah, anything. Anything. Oh, look, we'll go for anything. Chrissy related. Yeah. If you want to know what to do with your, if you've got a real Christmas tree that you bought inside and you want to know what to do with it after Christmas. Yeah, of course. Because yeah, you, I've got some great tips. Sad to see them wilt and just you mm, know, be thrown, thrown out, out in the yeah. front verge. But if you've got a Norfolk Island pine, um, just don't don't plant that in your little flower box out the front. They get to 40 metres high. Good. <laughs> You wouldn't be liked so much by your neighbours then. I don't think so. Hey, um, Kylie has um, a bit of a DIY Ooh. job over uh-huh. the summer. Um, she says, we're looking to build a little deck outside our house but would love to relocate a magnolia and a camellia which are about 1.8 metres tall and very hardy which is why they have survived our terrible negligence. Uh, Will they, they trans- be transplantable? Yeah. Of course, Kylie. You can definitely do that. Now, the trick is not to do it on a really hot day. So I think it's going to be fairly cool most of the summer, uh, most of the Christmas break. So, in fact, if you've got family, friends, relatives coming over on Christmas Day, as soon as they hit your door, put a shovel in their hand, get them to, de- get them to do the work. You need to build an appetite up for Christmas lunch. I like so. um, the, the delegation of jobs yeah, it's for great. people. Oh, it's fabulous. Welcome. Come on in. All yeah. right. Who wants a tool? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Presents are later. That's right. You're on barbecue duty. You are peeling prawns. You're going to mop the floors afterwards before everyone leaves. What's what's that like in your household? Because I know for my family, um, my dad's a bit of a control freak. So he'll be happy to delegate. Mum will delegate. Mm -hmm. He'll be happy to delegate until... He he always is, you know, got one eye on what he's doing and what everyone else is doing, and then oh, if you can't do it properly, oh, I may as well do it myself. All of these jobs, may as well do it myself. Um, no, no, I'm not like that at all. Because I just think it's my day as well, so I park my little bottom on a chair and don't go much from there. Because you have to hand over. To your children, it's it's up to them. They're all grown adults now. They should be doing all the work for me because I'm the best mother in the world. So look, I'm not I'm not going to care. argue. I don't care what it comes out looking like, as long as they do it. Yeah. I think it's you got your feet up. Um, yeah, I think I think maybe um, one of these years I'll be able to wrestle the tongs, the barbecue tongs, off Dad. And also, he, he's not too fussed on sitting around the tree in the morning. He, no. He'll, he'll, oh, he, he, he'd be happy to just sit there 
and and we'll get up and pass all the presents oh, around okay, or, right. you know, organise the food. But um, when it comes to the outdoor jobs, um, <laughs> which I'm, I'm sure isn't politically correct, but he calls them blue jobs. Oh, yeah, 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 so, that's, that's cool. Blue um, and pink jobs. I think in, in your dad's generation, which is a bit younger than mine, I think I think you're all well, right da- to be politically Daddy-o incorrect. Daddy-O just turned 72. Ah, uh, no, he's a bit old. <laughs> older than me, Christy. So a little bit older. No, that's that's definitely his generation. But um, you know what? Whatever makes him happy. I think you don't want to, you know, poke the bear on Christmas oh, Day. Certainly not. You do not want anyone sulking around the Christmas table. It doesn't go down well. All right. Let's start with Suzanne um, in 2J. G'day, Suzanne. Hi. Hello, Suzanne. I'm so pleased you've rung. We were all alone, me and Christy Lee. Oh, it was sad. We thought no one loves us <laughs> oh, on phone, Christmas. Oh, the actually ringing engaged. Oh, was it? Uh, yes, oh. it's been ringing engaged for ages. So. Oh, that is seriously yes. weird. There's something odd that goes on. We have we have Christmas gremlins that come in sometimes, Suzanne. Oh, that's okay. The as naughty as elves. It's only the gremlins. That's they, right. They might have got into the wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's sacrosanct. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what can we do for you, Suzanne? Okay. Uh, Sabrina, I have a very old fig tree. Yeah. It'd be about 40 or 50 years old. Um, now, I, it's producing beautiful figs, except when you open them, they're dry. Oh. They're not moist. Now, has that, has that happened before? Well, I massacred it about three years ago because yeah. it was so overgrown. Yeah. So it's... it's uh, last year we got very tiny figs right. and they were dry. Yeah. So this year I've fertilised it, mulched it, watered it. Yeah. And they're beautiful and big. Right. But they're they're still dry. Dry. That's really odd. Um, now, some some figs have breba crops, which means they have they put out a crop first, and that fir- that that first um, flush of figs are not edible and then they get a second crop and they're the edible ones. Some of them need a cross-pollinator. But if you've had if you've had good figs before, then it's definitely um, a physical growing problem. So it's either the climate, the amount of rainfall, when the growth started, whether you've done, you know, the sort of still sulking after the hard prune. Um, I'd get some. I'd get some uh, trace elements into the ground, and give them some foliar trace element spray as well. Okay. Right. And then it's you may really... you may get a second crop, Suzanne. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, they're huge. The figs that are on it yeah. are absolutely huge. But, but they're um, but they're I hollow. Mean, look, to be on, to be honest, I haven't. Uh, I mean, Mum planted the tree probably about fifty years ago, but um, and I can't remember figs. Obviously, there was figs when I was a child, but yeah. there hasn't been figs on it for about 30 years, I'd say. Okay, so it may actually be the fig that needs the pollinating partner. Okay. So, so you need to get yourself a heritage fig, which which they're available from places that um, sell lots of fruit trees. So I'd try that. Good luck, Suzanne, and Merry Christmas. Um, Mac in Inglewood, Sabrina, is fighting the good fight. G'day, Mac. Hello, ladies. Good yeah, morning. Good Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Mac. I've got a um, 
string of uh, Frenchette lavenders yeah. planted out the front of our place, so yeah. they get a fair bit of sun. And uh, they they went really well. They were healthy. They grew rapidly, and they started dying one after another. Ooh. Now, um, what they do is part of the leaves seem to start to curl in yeah. one part of the plant, and yeah. then it just dies back, and eventually it's all gone. Right. I've hit them with um, soil wetting agent. I've yeah. hit them with seaweed solution. Yeah. And uh, I dug one up that was nearly dead and took it back to the nursery. They yeah. checked the roots. Yeah. They checked the pH. The soil seemed okay. They said, yeah, maybe that really hot weather in uh, November knocked them around. So I've been supplementary watering them every day. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, look, I reckon it's a fungal disease that's in the root system. Um, now... I think you're giving them too much water now and they're going to rot. So what happens with some of these fungal diseases, Mac, is they it affects the cambium layer. So it means that the lavender can't draw up the moisture the way it should do and then you get a hot spell and that's when they're under severe stress. Mm. So the more you water it, the more the fungus grows. Oh, bugger. So how many have you got? Uh, there's about... 12 or 14, a fair bit of money, about 200 bucks for the bloody lavender. Yeah. Um, what you need to do is you need to go and get a uh, a spray that's got mancozeb in it. Mancozeb, how do I spell that, spell that Sabrina? M-A-N-C-O-Z-E-B. Okay, mancozeb, yep. Um, spray all the bushes. Now, don't water them more than once a week. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell. See, lavender prefer being... So lavender, when you go to France and you see them in France and Spain, all the big lavender farms, they actually grow them on quite um, gravelly loam. But they're on a drip feed and they make sure that the soil slightly dries out before the next watering. So I think you're giving your lavender too much water. Too much. Yeah. Well, that's what the nursery recommended. They thought the hot weather may have been the problem. But... Okay, and um, is it, are they likely to recover with the um, Mancozeb or...? Yeah, they should do. Okay. Yep. All right, I will give that a go. Thank okay, you Okay, no worries, Mac. Bye. Merry Christmas. Yeah, no more killing with kindness. Oh. Um, lavender, we move on to Sharon, who's in Waruna. Merry Christmas, Sharon. Oh, thank you very much and thank you... Um, my question is, or sort of two, I, my front yard, which is, I've got planted um, rhubarb, chilies, you name it, it's in there, but yeah. it's all been affected by glyphosate drift. Oh. And, and I'm wondering about, with the parts of plants that have survived, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and they've grown new growth, is any of that still edible by myself or my chickens? Your chickens should be all right. I wouldn't be eating them, personally. Now, have you got chickens for the eggs? Yeah. I wouldn't be giving it to your chickens either because... Yeah, and do you know what? Yeah, I'd I'd inadvertently um, had given them some and I was wondering why I'd been feeling quite ill. Mm. They were seemed okay, but I've been real queasy in my my guts. No, I would just... um, you're going to have to give it about six months, Sharon. Holy mackerel. That's what I was going to say about replanting there. No. Nah. You oh know what you need God. to do, Sharon? Go yeah. and get yourself 
um, there's a bacteria that will break the, gradually go through the soil profile and break down the herbicide on the leaf matter. So the foliage of plants, you can't do anything about that until the plant gets rid of it out of its root system. Yeah. But it's actually killed my black boys. They've separated the root from the stem. Yeah. The, um, so the same with the roses and that. So the, oh, yeah, roses are highly susceptible. So yeah. what you need to do, Sharon, is get go and get, you can buy a bucket of soil microbes. It's in a very, it's in a granular um, form. You just sprinkle that around the entire area, water it in really well, and then that'll start doing the work for you. All the best, Sharon. It's 9.30 on ABC Radio Perth and WA. This is Roots and Shoots with Sabrina Hahn, and we've got Stecky in Exmouth next. Merry Christmas, Stecky. How you going? Hey, Stecky, how oh, are you up there? I've been trying to get Christy Leeson's yeah, look, we've sorted out the phones finally, yeah. so yeah. people's fingers are probably a bit sore now after trying to dial a few times. But we're here. We're here. We're, we're not just um, yeah, cracking the Christmas right. crackers by ourselves anymore. No. That's right. right. I've got a real funny one for you. Yeah, you always do, Stecky. That's oh, why I love you ringing right. in. Oh, you have aliens that come and visit yeah. your garden, oh, I reckon. Oh, uh, Christy, you always brought up everything you do. So. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Bracky Kitan. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but it's the um, uh, the one we, one we up here just lazily call. But, uh, what are you oh, oh, the desert one? Uh, no, we've got... We've introduced, it's a courage on. Yeah. Now, you know, when it's... Now, I just managed to get some seeds. It's all part of our group we used to have before here. Now, I went down to the seed collection and um, they're all splitting open. Yeah. But, you know, they've got them... Yeah, the little hairs and... The hairy, ruddy orange things there that yep. it's like, hell, oh, if you get it on, you're yeah, not Yeah, right. I know. Oh, yeah. So, is, there, is there a trick in striking them? Do we have to do the same trick or scratching or soaking or anything like that? Do you well, know? The, as you know, Stecky, the seed is really hard. It is. Um, Does it have a time timer in it? Um, Some seeds have time. Yeah, that's right. No, the brachychitin doesn't, but you definitely, I'd either, look, the best way of getting the all that fur out. It comes off real easy. Yeah, it does. But also you can just stick them on top of your barbecue. Well, every time I open up with these seed packets and stuff and I'll do it out the front there, the, as soon as I empty it up and just run my hand over that, because the, the weather's so dry up here and all that, the husk and the... Ah, oh, it all comes off. Okay. Away. Yep. Well, look, I'd either scarify them or heat yeah. soak them, Stecky. I might try the heat soaking. I've got some in to yep. experiment. Yep. And yeah, actually, that's a good idea, Stecky. Do both. Do, do... I'll do the soaking next Yeah, time yeah, yeah. Yep. Because, um, uh, this, this, this is when we do our seed collection and I really want to get some... Another few hundred of these around town. Yeah, yeah. Little project um, over Christmas. Um, What are you up to Christmas Day, Stecky? I'm staying... Oh, well... We've got to get, we're going down to um, the Potshots. I feel was going down there to for the Freemasons luncheon, and uh, that's about it, I think. So, oh, which is pretty good. I got an invite yesterday. I was going around and um, dropped off mangoes and things from my mate to come up from from Carnarvon. Yeah. You know, so, but that's about it. So you know, that's a, a nice relaxing day. 
Why do people leave fruit laying on the ground? Oh, because they're lazy, sticky. Oh, yeah. about that? Because up here we've got fruit flies. Yeah, I know. Like it's going out of fashion. Yeah. Too. And We're going to have to move on, Snooky. We've got it. We've got a couple calls banked up now that those phones have been fixed. You, you okay, have a you great too, Christmas. Catch you next year. Yep, we'll do. Twenty eighteen. You bet. Um, we've got Ray in Kalgoorlie. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. How are you? G'day, Ray. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Too. To you. Not quite in Kalgoorlie yet. Still on the way. Okay. Well, uh, it's a bit of a drive up there, Ray. <laughs> bit of a drive. <laughs> yeah, go and see Mum for Christmas. Oh, lovely. Oh, lucky um, mum. Yeah, you're not too well at the moment, so we're not sure what we'll do with the Christmas Aww. day yet. So never Aww. mind. Age it's, comes to it all. It <laughs> does indeed. It's coming to me pretty bloody rapidly, Ray. It seems to have late, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> just smacks you on the back of the head. It's like, hello. Well, Sabrina, what I've got is a Japanese weeping sapporo. It's about 20 years old, I suppose. Wow. It's a beautiful tree. Yeah. It's all that, you know, how they get all that um, warp. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering when is the best time to prune it because every time I take a pair of secateurs to it, it seems to die back from the neck. Yeah. Look, the Sephora seems to be in a bit of trouble lately. I've noticed a lot of them dying around Perth, particularly. Ah, the... I don't want to know that. Sorry. <laughs> I thought something had happened on the road there, Ray. <laughs> Give me a heart attack. <laughs> Um, and I think a big the a lot of the problem is well in Perth anyway a lot of the Sephora's are on bore water and they don't like the alkaline water um, and they don't like the heat stress because Sephora grow in really really cl- cold climates and I know you said yours is twenty years old but you are going to have to cut any of those branches off that have got peeling bark or looking bad um, and you're going to have to sterilise your pruning equipment before you prune it because they're Uh really susceptible to fungal disease. Uh And every year, Ray, you need to spray with an anti-rot spray every year. All right, so I've been probably pretty lucky for what I've been doing with it so far. Yeah. I've done none of those things. Well, try a bit of that and see if you can get another 20 years out of it, Ray. There you go. We've got Denise, Kyle and Rob coming up next on ABC Radio Perth and WA. This is Roots and Shoots with Sabrina. Um, Quick text message. I have a nine-year-old Laquate Laquate tree. Locate. Locate tree. That is third time lucky. I think Laquate is a much better name for it. It's very mature. <laughs> I have an issue with my pronunciation. Um, that has never flowered or fruited, oh. um, grown from seed, and it hasn't received much love. How can I encourage it to fruit? Um, love listening to you. That's from Cooler Cup Judge. Okay. So um, what you need to do is give it a bloody good hard prune at the end of summer, then fertilise it. So for locusts, Locusts usually fruit in your, their own, but because yours is seed grown, it may take a bit longer. Um, prune it hard, end of summer, fertilise it over the winter period, um, and you should get fruit. Give it some trace elements. The text numbers oh four three seven nine double two seven twenty. Linda, thanks for your text. I have two large gum trees in my garden. The storm blew loads of leaves down onto the garden. Are they okay to leave as as a mulch, or should I continue to pick them up? Look, the problem with eucalyptus leaves is they take like about two years to break down. So I would actually collect them, 
and, you know, you can make a pile and keep adding blood and bone to it to break them down or just bin them where they go into, you know, a big composting bin. To Tenterden, Liz has said, why are my citrus leaves going yellow and dropping? They are watered very well. Well, they may well be watered very well. They may well be watered too well um, and they definitely have an iron deficiency. So you need to get some trace elements uh, as a foliar spray onto them. You might be overwatering by the look of the leaf. So you need to just ease off the water and make sure that the entire, where all the um, mass of the root system is. Yellowing leaves is either an indication of too much water or not enough. So Liz would know if she's doing one or the other. Um, and you definitely need to foliar spray it because it's looking yellow as. Just a bit of balance there. And uh, the text number is 0437 If you'd like to call in and ask Sabrina a question, last roots and shoots of 2017, 1-300-222-720. Denise has done just that. She's in Mount Lawley. G'day, Denise. Hi. Hello, Denise. Sabrina, I have uh, just a question about a magnolia tree. Yeah. It's a sweet bay magnolia. Oh, yes. Magnolia, magnolia virginiana. Yes. How close can I plant it to the house? Uh, I The closest you would want that magnolia would be 10 metres. <laughs> have you got 10 metres, Denise? <laughs> I have if I don't plant it where I was planting it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, look, the root system's pretty big. And it's, and it's a very shallow root. It's still in the bag and I've, I've noticed that there's lots of little feeder roots. On yeah, the what, they, what they do is they send out large, large surface roots. Ah. Um, they're a little bit like, you know how the Moreton Bay figs or the Port yes. Jackson figs, then, I mean, they're nowhere near as big as that. No, no. But, but they do send out that kind of root system. So they have these very, very strong anchor roots. Um, so you wouldn't want it in the lawn either? No, not not if you want to mow your lawn. <laughs> All right, Kyle's in East Frio. G'day, Kyle. Hello, uh, Christine and Sabrina. How are you both? Yeah, very Ooh, well, Kyle. Thanks. Good. Merry Christmas to you both. Oh, thank you. Um, I've just got a question. I've got some um, mature roses that I need to temporarily move while a, tr- a retaining wall and new fence is built, and that'll yeah. happen in January. Yeah. So I don't want to lose the roses. Um, I'm just after some advice, please. Okay. So give it a give them a light prune, Kyle. Just yes. a light prune. Did, look, they transplant really well. Ah. So dig up as much root mass as you can get. So you'll need to go down at about forty centimeters deep. Yes. Make sure you prune the roots with secateurs so that it's a nice good clean cut, yes. put them in large pots where there's enough room for the root system and good potting mix yes. and water them. Don't fertilise them. Just water them uh-huh. really well every single morning Okay, and they'll be fine. Terrific. Yep. Okay. Thank okay. you again. No Cheers. worries, Kyle. Okay. Have a great new year. Cheers. Thank you. you. Too. Oh, he takes the instructions so well, doesn't I he? I know. He does. Well trained. Kyle man. in East Frio. It's 20 to 10 on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Roots and shoots. We've got a few more calls to get to. Robin Morley's next. Pippa in Mount Lawley as well, actually, has sent this text message. Oh. Um, Sabrina, can I cut this succulent back? It's gone a bit woody. Oh, oh, it certainly has. Look, it has some Asian influence there. Um, now, that is a... Uh, looks like some kind of 
Uh, yeah, it's definitely succulent. Looks like some kind of, it starts with a C and my mind's gone, crassula. Um, you can definitely cut that back. Now, what I would do is I'd cut all the tops off with about 10 centimetres of stalk and they become all your new plants and then cut the entire bush down to 20 centimetres high. There you go, one three hundred triple two seven twenty. the number to call. If you want to send another text, it's 0437922720. Uh, let's talk about some mangoes. We'll head to Morley. G'day, Rob. Uh, morning, ladies. Morning, um, Rob. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Sabrina, I'm in the process of moving house and I've got a grapevine and a mango tree, yep. both about three years old. Yeah. And I'd like to take them with me. I, and I'm not sure if they can be... Yeah, yeah, no worries moved. at all. Yep, both can. Uh, oh. Now, when you move them, when you dig them up, Rob, can you replant them straight away or are they... Uh, going to stay in a pot for a while? No, I can plant straight away. Okay, cool. All right, so when you dig them up, the most important thing is not to allow too much air to get to the root mass in that moving stage because air and roots are not a good combination and so the tree will start dying back. So you need to put it in, you know, wrap it in canvas or something and keep that wet so that it's not completely exposed to the air. Um, Now, uh, both of them will transplant really well. You'll need to tip prune them, though, before you dig them up. Now, what I do is get that transplant spray on that I was talking about. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, Then do that and then, so prune first, Put the spray on, dig them up the following week. Make sure you use a wetting agent and the soil around the plant is all wet before you dig it up. Right. And should I put anything in the hole before? um, Yep. You want compost, cow poo, wetting agent. Make sure the hole's nice and wet before you put them in it. Merry Christmas, Rob. It's um, 17 to 10. Thanks for your call. Another text message on 0437922720. This one, another blurry one. I think, oh, I think we've got to work on our the blur. camera skills. Um, Mick, thank you so much. I thought this was a fishing lure from long distance. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's a good Christmas present. But um, Mick has said, what type of little menace is this, Sabrina, and a cure because it attacks my bridal, my bridal broom tree every year? Ah, yeah, a little hairy caterpillar. Um, oh, look, it's either pooped itself or it's been squished at the... <laughs> Something at the at end. It, at its rear end there. Um, now, I don't know which... It's definitely a caterpillar, but I don't know which that will come from... Uh, I'd say it's a moth. Now, there are two sprays that you can use for them and you need to spray your entire bridal tree with it, your bridal broom tree. Um, yeah, they do. They decimate them. So either look for a very small butterfly or a small moth because they're the ones laying the eggs and you'll get like about 20 eggs underneath each leaf. So go and get the bacteria spray that you need for caterpillars specifically and that'll take them out.
1300 Sabrina in the last time for Roots and Shoots for 2017. Um, Robert says on the text, I said passion fruit plants won't grow in darken. Planted them about 12 months ago, still the same size when planted. Mm, don't like the soil. They don't like the soil in darken. Um, darken's down south, isn't it? Isn't I it, believe or is so. It a, or is it a suburb? I need to. No, no, I think. Um, let's have a quick I'm look. I'm pretty sure it's down south. Yeah, in the wheat belt. Oh, okay. A little bit between Collie and the Albany Highway. Okay, so uh, now if you get frost, there's no way they're going to recover after winter. If you've got heavy soil, they do not like heavy soil. They need, oh, I see where it is. Uh, oh, um, don't like your chances of growing. I think the, the climate and the soil type is not good for passion fruit there. Oleander pruning with Brenda, who's in Lansdale. Hi, Brenda. Oh, hi, how are you? Good morning, girls. Morning, Brenda. Good morning. No luck with the pruning. No. What's happening is um, we've got a red oleander. Yeah. And it's about a metre high. Yeah. Face is west. Yeah. And it's flowering at the moment. It's beautiful. But yeah. we need to trim it back because yeah. it's going in front of the window. Is it safe to do that at the moment? Yeah, you can prune You can prune oleander whenever you feel like it, Brenda. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. All right, we'll do that today. Now, Thank remember they much. are the sap's poisonous. Yeah, we, yeah, we know, so. yeah. We're going to put gloves on yeah, and uh, yeah. make sure we don't breathe it in. But, yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. No worries, Brenda. Thanks, Brenda. Hey, Sab, you've got a a photo Christmas card that someone sent in. Aww. Well, that's how I'm interpreting it. How lovely. Um, Who has sent this in? Uh, It doesn't say. It says, um, at your talk in Gosnells a few years ago, you identified my cassia. I gave you some seeds. So did you grow one successfully? Yes, I certainly did. Here's a pic of mine. Merry Christmas. Love the show. Mine's in my front garden. That's gorgeous. Yeah, it's pretty, isn't it? The so, pink and the yellow really yeah, offset each other, don't yeah. they? So Very there you pretty. go. Thank you. Little photo Christmas card. Oh, now someone I meant to tell you too. Someone sent me in the mail some cuttings of their heritage mulberry tree. Thank you so much. I've struck them, um, and they're just starting to shoot away now. I'm so excited. It's lovely. Thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. Elizabeth's in cool up. Hi, Elizabeth. Good morning. Morning, Elizabeth. Um, I'm an avid listener, but this is my first call. Oh, we love you, Elizabeth. Plucking <laughs> up, <laughs> plucking up the courage to plucking ring us up in. Plucking up the courage. But I have um, three guava trees. They're fairly young, about two years old, three mm. years old, baby. Mm. Um, flower copiously. Yeah. No effort, and I do have two beehives, so there's plenty of bees. Yeah. But no evidence of any fruit whatsoever. That is extraordinary. I, well, I thought it was extraordinary. Because you've got two. I've got three. Three? Yes. What are they doing? I think they need a severe talking to. Okay, so it could be a potassium deficiency or a trace element deficiency. Yes. Try that first. Um, Isn't a, a foliar spray? Yes, yes, yes. Mm. So do that every two weeks. Oh, Presumably not now because they've flowered and, and done nothing. Well, well I don't know. I'd give it a crack now. Keep going? Yeah, because okay. they, they, they fruit all summer. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh. So give it a crack. Give it to them now. Um, and as soon as, so the next time, as soon as you see the flowers actually forming, mm. that's when you start the fo- foliar spray. Can I sneak in another 
crafty little question. You can because it's your first time. I bought two um, avocado trees, an A and a B. Yeah. I don't know who is who. Yeah. But one of them is a beautiful tree. The other one is a selection of very yellow leaves. Now, I've been really, really looking after it. Yeah. Could be the graft. Might be that the graft is not a good graft. Um, Look, if that happens, I recommend you just ditch it and get another one. I was about to say that sounds like siblings chalk and cheese, yeah, but you can't really get rid of, <laughs> rid of one of your children, can you? No, you have to wait until they all grow up and then you make them leave home. You make the least favourite leave home first. Um, now I know what happened when I left it at 18. <laughs> it's 11 to 10 on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Roots and Shoots with Sabrina. Hey, Chad, thanks for your text message. I'm looking for a shade tree for this small courtyard, Sabrina. Mm. Suburb is Auburn Grove, very oh, yeah. sandy soil, yep. full sun and north facing. Oh, uh, looks, looks. Oh, big sandpit there too. Yeah, it's great. Does need sandpit. some shade though, doesn't yeah, it? It certainly does. Now, I would recommend a deciduous tree because then you get the winter sun, and uh, you know you get some shade. So, what about in that area there? I'd go for Gladitsia sunburst. Gladitsia sunburst. sunburst. It's a beautiful golden foliage. Tough as old boots, doesn't sucker. Um, fast growing. Oh, it's a small courtyard. It's a fairly large tree. It gets to eight metres by six. Ah, that, that's okay. It'll be all right. You Either mentioned that, or you know what people sh- can put in are uh, apple trees, like fruiting apples. Now, if you've only got one like apple Like the little tree, sweet ones? Well, no, no, like a fully grown yeah. apple tree. If you've only got one apple tree, you won't get apples, but they're a beautiful shade tree and the kids would be able to climb it. And what's it like um, maintenance-wise? Oh, no, you just water it in summer. And then in winter it's dormant, so you don't do anything in in winter. You mentioned those lovely mulberry, native mulberry cuttings Mm. that you had. Um, Jeff in Bolgart, you've got a mulberry tree. Hello. Hi. Uh, Merry Christmas all. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, we're merry. Oh, we're merry already. We're we're uh, ahead. Of, we're ahead of the game. Good, good. Uh, a, an old mulberry tree, and uh, part of it, one side of it is going. Uh, leaves are small and pale. Okay, and it's, it's only on one branch or one side. Yeah, yeah one side. One, one big branch. Unfortunately, it's about a third of the tree. Oh, okay. So. Now, it can be borer or it can be a rot that's getting in there. Is there any peeling of the bark on that branch? No. Okay. Um, Now, go and have a look for holes or um, frass, like sawdust coming out of a hole. It could be a borer. What I would do if I were you is definitely you're going to have to cut that branch off in winter and, Jeff, you're going to have to balance the tree, which means you'll have to prune the other branches as well, but not hard, and then you need to spray it with an anti-rot spray. Got a couple more calls to get through before we're finished here. Wally's in Bison. Hi, Wally. Yes, good morning, ladies. Morning, Wally. Um, I have uh, three citrus trees. Yeah. Uh, one mandarin and two orange navel. Yeah. Now, the one of the navel trees... The fruit uh, 
germinated, but then died off, and the little stalk that that fruit would be on has also died back. That's over the whole tree. Okay. Uh, now, that can either be a type of blight. You're going to have to spray it with a fungicide, Wally. Right, yeah. Um, so you need to, uh, number one, I'd get uh, uh, microbes into the soil with the, I've got trichoderma in it. Yeah. So just go and get a bucket of soil microbes. Um, sprinkle those all around the tree and it's probably too late to control that fungus now but you'll need to do a spray in winter, a copper-based spray. Now, you can get liquid copper and it's a lot easier to use but you can't use it above 30-degree temperatures. Lots of jobs, Wally. Um, Stephen Chidlow is next on 1300 Sabrina, this text says citrus leaf miner. Yeah. I've got your book. Got yeah. Sabrina's book. Tried white oil, seems to get hammered by them, have young trees and they seem to be struggling. Okay, so the citrus leaf miner, it's a weeny, weeny little caterpillar laid by um, a moth. So the best way of controlling them is to pull off the leaves that have the, you'll see that little wiggly, wiggly line in it, and bin them. Straight to the sin bin. Sin bin for you, sin my for little you. friends. Six minutes to ten on Roots and Shoots. Steve's in Chidlow. G'day, Steve. Good morning, ladies. How are we? Yeah, good. good. Merry Steve. Christmas. Good. I'm uh, calling about my figs. I've got three different figs, or three figs from the same cuttings, that I put in pots about 13 years ago. Yeah. Now, this year, the fruit is looking yellow. So the tree oh. looks healthy. I've yeah. given it a d- deep soak. So I did a um, pH test. So yeah. the pH is about six. Yeah. I blocked up the holes and gave it a good soak with um, wetting agent. Yeah. So that soaked through and I've given it some trace elements. Yeah. But I'm just wondering why this year my fruit might be... That's It's something to do with some sort of nutrient... Problem, Steve. Mm-hmm. You've unblocked the holes now, yes, and yeah, I've got, yeah, they're about inch holes here, but I just cut yeah. them off and yeah. soak the pot right through. Have you given them? When you say you've given them trace elements, is that on the on the ground or foliage? Yeah, on the ground in the pot. Okay. Yeah, each year I generally pull them out of the pots, trim the roots, and then put them back with some fresh soil. Okay. Fresh potting mix. All right. I I think you need to switch to foliar. Foliar. Yeah. A, am yeah. I able to save the fruit for this year? Yeah, I reckon yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get onto it now, whoops, foliar. Yeah, foliar, foliar. Yeah. Feed them. Not a problem. Yep, with Great. trace minerals. Yep. Thank you, Steve. Steve's in Chidlow. If we head to Galore up quickly next, just trying to fit some of these in before we head off. Christine in Galore up. Good morning. Hello, Christy Lee. Morning, Sabrina. Morning, Christine. Um, I have grass trees, established grass trees that yeah. we put mycorrhiza in the soil when we planted them, yeah. and they're doing doing beautifully but we live in an area that has lots of dieback in the bush yeah if i spray them with the the, stuff they use yeah yeah, for dieback no 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 no. so um spray the actual trees themselves yep um and the the I'd spray the trees with the stuff that they give you. Don't yep. don't drench the soil. 
Yeah. Go and get, you've got the mycorrhiza, but go and get the one that, go and get the soil microbes where there's like 270 million colonising bacteria and fungi. Get that one. Um, the mycorrhiza? It's not, it's not, mycorrhiza is only oh. one fungi. This has got okay. hundreds of thousands of different yep. fungi. Spread that around the tree and then spray the tree with the with the dieback spray. Yeah, good. Yeah. And what time of year when it's cooler? Well, you no, it's more effective during warm weather when yeah. you're watering it and when it's warm. Yeah. yeah. Now they're doing well, but you just they just I hate them. Oh the, gosh, yeah, the yeah, they're magnificent horrible. old things. Yeah. Susan is in Atwell. Good morning, Susan. Merry Christmas. Good morning. Same to you. Thank you. Um, I was just wondering, we've just bought a house and there's two jacaranda trees that are planted. They're only young. Yeah. Planted about two metres from the house. Yeah. I'm wondering if the roots will end up being an issue. Uh, how far from the house again? About two metres, I reckon. Mm. It's only a very small front yard. No, look, your house should be all right, but your brick paving might lift. Oh, no, that's all right. Okay, well, no that's fine then. Leave, leave it there then. Leave it there. Oh, great. <laughs> Thanks, <so much laughs> for that. Thanks, Susan. Merry Bye. Christmas, Susan. Merry Christmas. Um, just before we get to our last caller, Sabrina, Sebastian's called in and said he has springtail in his potting mix and now in his worm farm help. Springtails. Well, you can use pyrethrum. Shake the soil and they all blip, 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 blip. Um, and then when they blip, 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 uh, spray them with pyrethrum. Captain Ken. Ah, Captain Ken. In. Hi, Captain Hello. Ken. Good morning. Good Merry morning. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Captain Ken. <laughs> From the Alsatian Army, people need the Lord. Yeah. Everyone's gone to the, the world's gone to the dogs. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm very optimistic. I think the next generation coming through are, are a there's wonderful some, little mob of people. Some beautiful things happening. You're right, yeah. Sabrina. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, well, would you like me to... Uh, oh, I've got to tell you a little joke, a Christmas joke. This little horse was practising up his Christmas carols and there was a little pony and, uh, and it came the day he said, uh, he said, well, sing your Christmas carols. Yeah, oh, no, no, I, I can't. I'm a little horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lovely dad it's joke. It's a good pun. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll play the back end of... Uh, uh, oh, holy night. Oh, that that, that'd be lovely, Aww. Captain Ken. What a beautiful way to go out and, for Christmas. And, and finish off with uh, wish you a Merry Christmas. Okay, here we beautiful. go. Beautiful. Take it away, Ken. Everyone's face in the I studio, know. including Lorraine, Captain Ken from uh, Salvation Army, with his trumpet. Oh. That was magic. It was magic. It was magic. We get we get so many giving callers that listen into our program and just give us heaps of cheer. 
They do, and it's going to continue. You're going to be back, I think it's the second weekend of, yeah. of January, January on Roots and Shoots, mm-hmm. so um, have an mm-hmm. absolutely bloody awesome Christmas. And oh, don't you worry, Christy, <laughs> I'm already into it. We'll see you in 2018. We will indeed. Sabrina will be back for Roots and Shoots. Have a great Chrissy. We'll see you next week.